Welcome to Transformative Principle. I'm your host, Jethro Jones, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. This episode is brought to you by John Cat Educational, a professional development publisher serving as the global leader in combining both research and practice in all materials. Find timely PD publications to support yourself and your faculty by visiting them online at us.johncatbookshop.com. Great instruction gets students engaged. TeachFX equips teachers with the instructional strategies and job-embedded feedback they need to get students engaged in virtual or in-person classes. Learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer at teachfx.com slash principle. Welcome to Transformative Principle. This is episode 366, and I am excited to have Kevin Steinhardt on the program. Kevin is in his ninth year teaching in a South Carolina Title I Arts Magnet School. And last month, he won Teacher of the Year for his district, and he's currently in the running for South Carolina State Teacher of the Year. His school made headlines two years ago when it became the first school in South Carolina to create an after-school play club under his leadership. Kevin is passionate about treating students as holistic people and recognizing the social and emotional needs of students as paramount to their success inside and outside the classroom. Kevin, welcome to Transformative Principal, and thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you because a couple weeks ago on the podcast, we had Andrea Keith from Let Grow, uh, which is a program that helps kids learn how to play and have unstructured time which is almost against the law in our schools because it seems like every minute needs to be structured, especially in Title I schools. So can you talk first a little bit about why you think that play is so important? Yeah, play is really where students learn the life skills that we want them to learn. Creativity, resilience, cooperation, self-reliance, self-control. There are so many that we call soft skills, which I would say are not really soft skills at all. They're some of the most important skills that are not learned in the classroom. They're learned through real life experiences with other kids at play. So for example, it's one thing to tell a student, it's important to be a person of integrity. But when they actually learn that lesson themselves, like through unstructured playtime, let's say they cheat day after day and all of a sudden no one wants to play with them anymore um, because they're a cheater and they don't have integrity, they start to internalize those lessons. So it's not that we shouldn't do any kind of social emotional curriculum, But in order for it to be meaningful for the students, they really need real experiences with other kids. And unfortunately, kids aren't getting that outside of school as much as they used to, at least when I was growing up. So this is the school's opportunity to come alongside and provide a safe place that parents trust, that kids have have access to other kids and are able to just play in an unstructured format. Yeah, that is so powerful. And and the idea of them learning things, those soft skills, and I agree, I, I call them essential skills. And on the other hand, why is being soft a bad thing? I don't know. But anyway, we those skills are way more important than than the academic skills that we teach. And yet we spend so little time on them. And then when we do spend time on them, it is typically in a structured, uh, unnatural 
way, like watch, like you know, watching a video about social emotional skills or soft skills, and then doing an activity related to that. When, like you said, the real power is in when you realize that nobody wants to play with you because you don't have integrity. That's a big connection for a kid to make, and and it makes a big difference. You know, I was just talking to someone who's a a family friend, and they said that they. In their family, they always cheat at games. And my wife turned to me and she said, if you always cheat in games, then how can you not be, how can you be trustworthy in other areas of your life? And I thought, boy, that's a great question. And and so many of the things we learn, we can learn through games and through play. And a difference between what you are focusing on and what a previous thing that I've endorsed here on the podcast, which is Playworks, is that you're really into the idea of unstructured play. Is that a fair way to describe that? Yeah, unstructured, self-directed play. So where the teacher or any kind of adult is is not involved in any capacity, the kids are really turned loose with extremely limited guidelines. Yeah. So why why does that matter? And why is that how is that even possible? Because like I said at the beginning, there's so much, especially in Title I schools, where everything is structured. We're trying to teach these kids so many things. Um, how do you get away with that approach of not being um, structured and having it be driven by kids? Yeah. So one of the benefits is we do play club before school or after school. So we're not cutting into any classroom time at all. Um, So really parents, a lot of parents see it as free daycare and kids just see it as a good time. Whereas those of us that have studied a little bit into the research behind play, we know that kids are getting so much more than just a good time when we allow them to have that unstructured free play. And again, this is something that pretty much all of us had growing up. It's not a new idea. It's just that kids aren't outside anymore like they used to, to the extent that they used to be. I think all of us kind of assumed you just get these skills somehow. We maybe don't know how we learn to be creative or how we learn to have self-control or be self-directed, have resilience. They just came along the way magically. Well, it didn't just come along the way magically. It came through life experience and oftentimes through those open moments of unstructured play. So when my kids are playing at play club, I'm not only not organizing everything, but I tell them, you can't see me. I'm not here. Imagine that I'm not even here. How would you handle it? Um, And then of course, if there's a true bullying situation or an emergency, someone is literally hurt, then of course I'll step in. Um, But other than that, it's letting them go out and, and have some independence, which kids are really lacking these days, just free time to choose what they want to do. Um, and the benefits that we're seeing are enormous. Yeah, you know, in my experience, most of the time, unstructured, student-driven time typically led to fights or negative things happening or kids getting into trouble. Um, how? Tell me more about what Play Club is and how that how that works so that kids aren't just getting into trouble all the time. Yeah, so we have a couple of rules that they sign up for when they sign up for Play Club. Parents and kids both sign that they understand that teachers will intervene if necessary. But other than that, they're supposed to solve the spats, the arguments, all of those moments of conflict. Um, And they do know that we are there. So we haven't had any fights yet. Definitely arguments, but I would say that that's a good thing. They're learning negotiation skills. They're learning to work with each other. They're learning to um, handle those types of situations, which they're really going to need more in the future than the skills of learning how to play the game itself, like basketball. How often in real life do we need to put a ball through a hoop? That's a great game. But the thing, the skills that they're learning to even get to that point 
are the most important skills. And so we've had incidents for sure. We had a student um, the first couple of weeks of Play Club actually throw a rock at the building. And I was like, that's it, we're done. I've got to tell the principal and she'll never let us do Play Club again. But to her credit, she um, totally was on board with the theories behind play anyway. So she talked to that student and said, listen, buddy, you cannot throw rocks at the school. And thankfully he didn't break the window. He didn't even chip the window and he never did it again. But we're seeing far more benefits than we're seeing anything like that. Those incidents are so few and far between. I'd love to tell you about a student that we had that really was struggling at school. He had kind of a chip on his shoulder, didn't have any friends at school, just kind of walked around angry all the time. And over the course of one week, had three different office referrals in one week. So I sat down and had a parent-teacher conference with his mom and said, is there any way you'd let him sign up for Play Club? And she said, well, I know you have a long waiting list. And I said, that's okay. I can bump him ahead. She's like, what? You want him to play? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So she was like, that's awesome. So he came to Play Club and the kids in play club had a visceral, almost physical reaction to him walking in the room because of past run-ins with him in a lot of cases. And I was kind of nervous myself, like this is going to throw off our whole vibe. So far, everything's gone pretty well in play club. Um, So for the first 20 minutes, he just walked around by himself, kind of like how I expected nobody was playing with him. But then eventually someone kicked him a ball and he kicked it back. And after the first half hour, he was starting to run around. He even smiled. I'd never seen, seen this student smile before. And eventually before the end of that first day of play club, he was laughing and actually we saw a completely different side. So the other teacher that super, was supervising with me actually had tears in her eyes. And this student has never actually gotten an office referral again. Now, of course, he's not a saint. Play didn't solve every problem that he's ever had. But he finally had felt like he was a part of the school community. He finally felt like he had some connections, even if he didn't feel like they were true friends after the first day. He started to really take an, take an ownership and have feel like he had a place in our school community and um, it carried over into the classroom. So those benefits that we've seen have been so far greater than any kind of negativity or any kind of bad experiences. So for us, it's been such a win-win all around. Man, I, I love that story because you and I have seen so many times where kids have uh, stepped up to the level of expectation because of being given an opportunity. And I imagine this kid, you know, that those first couple of weeks at your school is probably not much different than previous experiences he's had. And so, you know, he was likely just redoing what he's experienced before, but then you invited him to do something that uh, was probably used as a punishment to take it away from him in the past, you know, and we often use recess, uh, taking away recess as a punishment. And, you know, I've never been a fan of doing that because I just, I think there's so much more for kids to learn during recess than for us to take it away. John Cat Educational supports high-quality teaching and learning by providing publications that are research-based, practical, and focused on the key topics proven essential in today's and tomorrow's schools. The latest John Cat publications include a book whose bold, transformative ideas amaze and infuriate people around the world, according to one reviewer, a title from Global Leaders in Curriculum Planning, Practice, and Retrieval, one book that says Stop Talking and Start Doing with regard to teacher well-being, and much more. These books used by educators 
of all roles across North America and worldwide amplify fresh, engaging voices with practical strategies to create transformative change. Learn more in our show notes at jethrojones.com slash podcast. During COVID, every teacher is a new teacher. That's why innovative school leaders are turning to TeachFX, whose professional learning platform doubles student engagement online or in person. To learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer, visit teachfx.com slash transformative principle. So during the the pandemic, you know, how are you finding opportunities for kids to play during the coronavirus? What does that look like now? Yeah, so thankfully, I'm a part of a school district, the school district of Pickens County, and they've really come on board with the idea of free and unstructured play, thanks in part to a partnership we have with a school in Finland, um, who you might know has incredibly high scores and looks after the wellness of students first and foremost. So our school district was already on board. So we've actually been able to increase recess. We only had one a day in the past. This year, we're doing two a day. Um, and then we're moving toward the finished model of 45-15. So eventually we'll be 45 minutes of work, 15-minute recess, 45 minutes, 15 all day long. Um, so thankfully, I'm just lucky to be a part of a school district that really gets it and is really on board so that I'm not having to constantly plead my case. <laughs> yeah, that makes a big difference to be in a district that supports those kinds of ideas. So tell me about this 45 minutes of work, 15 minutes of play all day long. What's that going to look like? Is it just going to be 15 minutes, kids, you know, go do their thing and then they come back or or will there be structure to that? What is that going to look like? Yeah, so ideally it'll be unstructured, whether or not that means outside during those 15 minutes or inside depends on a lot of variables, you know, how many kids we can get on the playground, especially with COVID, having to um, stay within cohorts, uh, things like that. So it could be in the classroom, but just 15 minutes of actual unstructured time. Uh, our school district leadership has actually already moved toward that, and it's been so great. My principal was telling me about how they have these uh, district leadership team meetings once a month, and it's an all-day meeting. Um, and she said by the end of the day, even before the end of the day, I would always have a migraine. But now that we're, we've moved toward 45, 15, they do 45 minutes of their meeting, then a 15-minute break. She's like, Kevin, I promise you, I didn't even have the slightest headache after that first one. It was so awesome. So she's actually looking forward to the next big district leadership meeting because it's not a pain, a literal pain anymore for her. Because um, this is something that all people need, adults and kids. Um, I think sometimes we forget that kids are people just like us, and they need th the same things that we need. And we need breaks sometimes times. Of course, there's time to work. Of course, there's time to buckle down. But our brain needs breaks. Our brain needs time to process and to just just have a rest for a moment. Um, and the benefits of that are, are so great. Yeah, I love that the district is doing that, that same model of uh, 45 minutes of work and 15 minutes of unstructured time. I think that's so powerful. And what a way to convince all the leaders who go to that meeting <laughs> to to do that in their schools also that's that's brilliant i love that so you incre you increased recess from one per day to two per day and i mean it seems like such a f such a long road to get to 45 minutes of work and 15 minutes of play where did these ideas start how like, was this a district decision or did somebody in a school start doing it and then they started talking about it more? Was it from the partnership with the school in Finland? Where did where did these ideas come from? Yeah, a lot of it came from the partnership with the school in Finland. Um, Finland was really surprised when they first got their their 
test results back from worldwide testing and rankings. They thought they would take a pretty big dive after they rewrote their standards incorporating wellness at the top of the list. So wellness is actually baked into their standards dozens of times. And they expected to take a pretty big dip in scores and eventually you know, where they wanted to raise good people more than students that could do well on a test. And so they're like, it's okay if we take a dip, not a big deal. So when the first test uh, test came back, they were shocked how high their, their ranking was. They were some of the top in the world. And so that was enough for our school district to be like, okay, they're doing something really good here. What can we learn from them that we can actually implement back home? And so for us, it's just a gradual process. Like I said, we moved from one recess to two and a lot of schools around the country do two recesses. So it's not a huge revolutionary thing, but doing play club once a week after school and then expanding to twice a week after school. And then before COVID hit, we ran it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday before school, as well as the two after school. So we were sneaking in as much time as possible. Our school day doesn't officially start till eight, but kids are allowed in the building at 725. So we just said, let's open it up 725 to eight o'clock, go outside and play. And of course, it's more difficult now with COVID, but getting in every time that we can before school, after school, and then eventually during the school day as much as possible is huge. And our school actually went from a 2.30 dismissal time down to a 1.45 dismissal time now to allow for staggered dismissal. So I was like, that's it. Play is gone. This is That was a pipe dream and we can't actually implement it with COVID. I'm really nervous that they're going to get rid of it. Um, and instead, to, to their credit, we did increase to two recesses uh, despite the shorter school day. So kudos to the school district. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And so it's it's not just your school itself, but it's also the district who's taking this approach. And so when when the pressures come to, you know, raise uh, achievement test scores and and different things like that, you know, there's it's not just you fighting that fight, um, but it's everybody. It sounds like who's who's on board with it. What has the perception been from the parents that yep. that you've seen at least? Yeah, it's been great, especially for our students. So we're a magnet school, so we have a lot of new students. We're only in our third year being a magnet school. So we have a lot of students that have come from other schools. Um, and Play Club has been such a great and easy way for them to make friends. So from a parent perspective, it's a free daycare for them after school or even before school, they can drop them off early. So they like that part of it, but also the benefits they're seeing in in their stu- in their child's emotional health, the way that they feel like they have a part of of a school community and um, just the positive attitude and positive behaviors that they're seeing at home. It's been huge for them. And for teachers, especially, it's been so exciting to see because, you know, we all, we all want to do collaborative learning. We want to do group projects. We want students to be able to work together, but we end up a lot of times as teachers just putting out fires from conflicts within those groups. And as we all know, one person usually ends up doing most of the work and some people um, have a lot of lack of effort in those areas. But when they're getting that time outside of school to learn those skills, we're not trying to constantly teach those skills and then end up teaching those skills directly instead of the actual content we wanted them to learn. So it's been great for teachers to get on board and see the benefits of play as well as parents. Well, and there there are so many opportunities for for them to see something good is happening. It also seems like they may say, well, this is an arts focused school, so it makes sense for their creativity to do this and they can get away with it. What would you tell someone who's not an arts school, who's, you know, just a normal title one school that, you know, may be struggling? What would you tell them about how to how to overcome 
some of those objections about doing more play in the school? I would say just to start small. If you can start small, you can get people to get on board with it. So we started our play club just one day a week for one hour. And so many people realized the benefits very quickly that teachers, parents, administration, everybody was all in after that. It was very easy to increase to two days a week and then eventually before school school as well. So I think once you see the benefits and it's very easy to see those benefits and it's very easy to implement something like a play club. It costs no money. It takes no preparation, which is kind of awesome, actually, because I'll see students in the hallway every day that pass me by. Mr. Steinhardt, I can't wait for Thursday. I can't wait for play club Thursday. It's going to be awesome. You would think if you were an outsider that I was planning some grand adventure for them every week that took all kinds of funds and resources and time. And I literally just show up and say, go play. So once once people see that just by trying it, even for one hour a week after school, they won't want to go back. Yeah. And that, that sounds pretty good to show up and just let everybody play. Um, so the last question I asked Kevin is what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative leader like you? One thing that principals can do, I think a lot of what we've been able to pull off is because of my school principal. She is so on board with with ideas like this that when she sees the research, when she understands it, she immediately takes a, yeah, let's try it approach. I didn't have to bend over backwards and explain this, 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 and this, and we promise this, and um, we don't have to worry about litigation against our school if somebody gets hurt because of this, this, this. She had just an open and positive attitude about it. And to her credit, she does with almost anything. She really trusts us as teachers, as professionals. We are that passionate about it. And we have done the homework behind the scenes, which she entrusts us to do. She pretty much always says yes for trying whatever it is that we want to. So I've started a garden club in addition and other initiatives. And she's always been on board. And of course, she she provides wise feedback, but she just has a positive and open and open attitude. And that just goes such a long way for teachers. When you see when you see a principal that's willing to let you try new things and experiment, it just gives you all the confidence in the world. Yeah, well, that ties in really well with the conversation I had last week on the podcast with Frank Forte, who talked about how experimentation is essential in today's day and age for us to be successful. So uh, that's a that's a great story. Kevin, thank you so much for being part of Transformative Principle. This was a, a short but great conversation, and I encourage everybody to in, involve more play in your day because I think it's really powerful. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Shethra. Thank you to our valued partner, John Cat Educational. If you are a leader looking to make transformative change by providing yourself and your leaders and teachers with professional development that is research-based and rigorous, yet easy to digest and full of practical strategies, check out the latest publications from John Cat. Visit us.johncatbookshop.com to find information on bulk orders or learn much more in our show notes. You can also use the code TRANSFORMATIVE to save a bundle at us.johncatbookshop.com. School principals across the country are using TeachFX's virtual PD and job-embedded feedback to boost student engagement during COVID. With TeachFX, teachers get eight times more feedback and generate 144% more student engagement on average in a school year with no additional work for school leaders or teachers. To learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer, visit teachfx.com slash principal.